Welcome to Small Business Insights, where back office conversations give us insight to what's really going on. Is it grit or luck that gives a small business owner an advantage? Let's find out. I'm your host, Laura Fisher. All right. Well, welcome today. I have two special guests in the studio. I have Dick Hindi from Silver Fox Advisors and Shobi John from Ally Technology. Gentlemen, thank you for coming by. Say hello and say your name so people will get to know your voices. My name is Richard Hendy. I'm a Silver Fox Advisor, and thank you for having us here today. You're welcome. I'm glad you're here. And Shobi? Good afternoon. I'm Shobi John and uh, with Ally Technologies, and it's also a pleasure to be here. All right, so we're sitting here in Sugarland. Are you both from Sugarland? Uh, no, I live in uh, suburban San Antonio, Arcady. <laughs> It's easier sometimes to get to San Antonio than downtown Houston, depending upon the time of the day. All right. And how about you, Shobi? I am. I'm, I've been in Sugarland for the last uh, 20 years. Okay. So both of you are, your career has been here. You're raising your family and most of your education here. So. Yes. All right. So Dick, you are from the banking industry mm-hmm. and you told me earlier you've been in, you, you were there for 45 years. 45 years. In you banking. must be ancient. Is that why you're a Silver Fox advisor? No, I I kind of (laughs) got into banking. I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And I were a little hometown bank. The president of the bank said, well, why don't you come to work for me? And that uh, tour of duty took six years. And then I got into the other side of the desk Mm -hmm. as a uh, uh, bank examiner and traveled around and, and did a lot of examining of banks. And uh, travel got too hectic, so I then wanted to settle down and, and went to work for uh, uh, a small bank in upstate New York and then came to Houston in 1980 and did most of my career with uh, First City. What kind of education do you have? Um, school of Hard Knocks. Uh, right out of uh, high school, like I say, I didn't know what I wanted to do. The nice thing about what I did do, though, is New York State had a New York State Bankers Association, and you could go through a series of courses. So I spent uh, quite a few number of uh, weekends and also weeks at West Point, New York, where they had the training programs, and uh, really got a lot of hands-on banking experience from people that were in there like I was for a number of years, but also from people that just started. So it was a really good uh, uh, track record uh, for me. That sounds really fascinating and probably high, high quality. That's good trade school. Oh, yeah. Right? That's really what that was. Yep. And needed. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the examining part, too, um, and when you examine a bank, you're going in there and looking at what things have happened in the bank. And sometimes you are very, um, you know, instrumental in picking up something that they were doing wrong. And so you learn from that. So when you did get back into banking or when I did get back into banking, I knew not to make those mistakes. That's right. You know what not to do. <laughs> right. Definitely. So what's the difference between that and auditing? Well, <clears throat> uh, an examiner uh, is actually a federal um, position. There's also state bank examiners, but they're looking for safety and soundness of the bank. So they're looking at loans, they're looking at investment quality, looking at policies and procedures, uh, or an audit is just looking strictly at the numbers of the okay. historical past. Interesting. All right. So now you have retired from banking mm-hmm. and you now have your own company. That's right. And it is Horizon Associates. And you tell us what you do with that. Well, Horizon Associates is a business advisor for small and mid-sized businesses. And I don't 
do any one particular thing, but I help uh, banks or help clients to, with their banking relationships, doing business plans, helping them find money for their projects, but also look at their balance sheet and right size that. A lot of small business people are day in and day out running their business, and then I help them put policies and procedures in place and advise them on some things that, that I've learned over my career to help them uh, make more money and be a better business. Now we have Shobi here, and you are with Ally Technology, but it was formerly Clear Sky Group. And we invited you on the show because you are one of the recipients or participants, I should say, in Phil, uh, Silver Fox Advisors. So tell us about the company that you built and you sold it. Yeah, happy to do that. Uh, for the last uh, 20 plus years, I've been in the IT business technology consulting and management for small to medium sized businesses. And about four, maybe five years ago, I was invited by another advisor who I got to know to and to join a uh, roundtable, and that was in uh, in Sugarland. Okay, we'll talk more about what that is. But so, um, what is your background in technology? What made you get into a business like that? Well, um, I just learned something new about Dick today, and it's a little bit uh, uh, that we may share in common. I was a college dropout. Oh yeah, yeah. So well, you'll find most entrepreneurs. They didn't finish something because they're on to something new. On to something else. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could say that, but uh, maybe I was just a little lost in my in my youth. But um, I I ended up in the industry um, really uh, as an accident. I my I was in between uh, sort of careers or, or jobs, and I had a relative who was involved in the oil and um, gas or the power generation build uh, business, and those take a long time to realize. So they decided to start an IT division. And they needed somebody to come inside and, and just do administration. So that's actually how I got my in, entree into technology is coming in and doing just some business administration for their office. But that's not what Ally Technology became, right? It's a, more into securities and exactly right we, practices and stuff like that. That's right. And my, my early start was around software and software projects. Uh, in in the last uh, uh, ten years or so, uh, what Clear Sky Group was and became Ally Technologies was more around managed IT, managed security for small to medium sized companies. And so that how long has that company been open? Uh, since uh, really nineteen eighty four. Oh my goodness! So that the evolution that that company has come through that, and right. continues to do must be amazing. How do you train? How do you stay up to date on? the topics that you have to be on top of? It's a great question. Technology seems to advance uh, faster and faster as we're going along. And I think the general understanding in the industry is that within about three months, technology is updating or changing. And so it's a challenge, not just for clients, but it's also a challenge for those that are in, in the industry. Well, if you're an owner operator and you're working on your business, how do you have time to read and research and know what the next thing is. Great question, Laura. And I think what it boils down to is that you've got to have people on your team that are uh, very hungry in in acquiring technology and the, the nerds of all nerds. Exactly. Is that right? You got to right. have one of those. You got to have people who who love what they're doing, and in their own time, they're actually still researching more about technology. And you as an owner operator, you got to listen to them too, because right I'm sure they're all like, Hey, you got the newest thing. You got to try it. How do you, you know, you got to sort through that, right? Yeah. There's a lot of rabbit trails that you can, that you can go down. But I think over time you, you, you kind of learn who's got good ideas and listen to all of them, but um, you know, follow the ones that make the most sense. 
Well, I know as a, as a business owner myself, you know, I think, Hey, I installed something. I'm good for a couple of years. That's not how it is. No, we find that out, out there a lot. And sometimes it's cleanup work that needs to be done. And our best clients are the ones that are willing to, to talk about their environment and be honest about it. Be vulnerable. Vulnerable and, and, and willing, more importantly, willing to, to change. Right. Yeah. All right. So let's go back to Dick. So let's talk about Silver Fox Advisors. What is it and um, what brought us together? Okay. Well, basically Silver Fox uh, Advisors is a group that was formed here in Houston uh, about 40 years ago. And it's a uh, trade group, if for lack of a better term, of retired business owners or retired C-level owners or employees rather. And uh, all of the, the Silver Fox advisors, most of them have different backgrounds in business. And what's nice about it is we come together as a group to help our clients advance their businesses through sharing of ideas and thoughts and experiences that some of the other Silver Foxes have, uh, uh, have experienced over their career. So it's really a, a good group of people. Most of them join the organization because they have learned a lot and they want to give back, if you will, to the community. That sounds really nice. And so you're one of those. Yes, one of about 50. And how long have you been a Silver Fox advisor? About 12 years. So after you retired, this is what you decided to do? Yep. All right. And um, so now what do you, what does, what can I get from them? I'm a small business owner. When, when do I look to say, hey, I need to get some help and find Silver Fox advisors? Well, one of the, the th signature programs we have is the CEO Roundtable Program. And that's open to any small business owner that's been in business for X number of years that has a uh, revenue of at least a million dollars and has uh, 10 to 8 employees. And what that roundtable does, um, it serves as kind of a, a board of directors, if you will, for that small business owner who doesn't have somebody that they can kick an idea, whether it's good or bad, off from. And it also serves as an opportunity for that small business owner to have somebody hold him accountable for what goals and objectives that they put together. And so it's a, it's a really good, and it's also free, which makes it even more better. Uh, it's also a very good uh, group to peer-to-peer. Uh, -peer. So there's typically eight to ten other business owners on that roundtable, and you have an opportunity to throw your idea, your thought down with other people that have been there and done that. And right. so you get some really good feedback and ideas and, and thoughts to pursue. Well, I know uh, my husband and I met you because he was on one of the roundtables here in Sugarland, but I don't think we had the revenue of a million dollars. So I'm sure you do take some less. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So phew, I was like, I hope you didn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know one of the things that he, he, he would say is, you know, he would come to the table. This is before I joined and just talk about an employee issue, you know, and getting feedback from that. And then today I was in the, in the round table and I talked about a bookkeeping issue and it is nice because you get different perspectives and people have all these different experiences and they can even say, this is what I tried before or don't do this because it didn't work. Mm -hmm. So you say we have, you have several round tables that are free across Houston, right? That's right. And um, so this is just one that we're talking about here in Sugarland. Right. Okay, great. Now, um, Shelby, you're, you attended one of the round tables 
And why, why, why did you start? What made you think, hey, this could be a good fit for me? Yeah, I think, um, I think most business owners and entrepreneurs could probably say it's, uh, it's lonely out there. Uh, there, there are things that, uh, that we deal with on a regular basis that we cannot talk to our employees about. We might not even be able to talk to our spouse about it because they may not understand. And so a, a lot of business owners, I think, are in a position where they don't have someone that, they, that has a same level of uh, interest or experience and can, and can speak into uh, those situations. So for me, when, when I was introduced into it, it was, a, it was a time where I thought, yeah, I really don't have any peer-to-peer relationships. Right. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. You do have to go outside and make them happen. And, uh, you know, what kind of a commitment is it to be on a round table? It's, uh, our round tables meet once a month and it's generally most tables meet for between an hour to two hours. Um, there's an an opportunity for, um, what we call deep dives into a business, uh, on the round table. And that may take a little time, um, uh, homework, if you will so that all the members come to the round table with a frame around the issue and they can talk more educatedly instead of just being an issue brought on the table. And so there's that commitment from the standpoint of, of uh, doing so come, some, come prepared with something to talk right. about, some kind of issue to kind of throw out and get some feedback on. Right. Okay. All right. So, um, Shobi, I know we were visiting earlier. You recently have sold your company. And um, so... Um, I think you got some good advice from your Silver Fox advisors. I, I did. Is I that did. right? Yeah. So when we come back, I'm going to have you show, I'm going to have you walk us through how you use the round table to make some big decisions and why it was so handy to have outside eyes looking in on your big decision. You got some tips for us on that, on what you learned? I, I can I can certainly share my experience. All right. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Today's show was brought to you by Imperial Cold Storage. Commercial walk-in refrigerated and freezer units are available for rent. Perfect for produce, beverages, flowers, perishable items, and more. Search for Imperial Storage Solutions today. Imperial Storage Solutions. Keeping it cool for you. All right. We're back with Dick Hendy from Silver Fox Advisors and Shobi John with Ally Technology. Now, Shobi, you started going to the roundtables, you said about four years ago? About four years ago. Is At four years ago, were you? did you know you were going to sell your company? No, I did not. Okay. So you've, you've had an evolution. I have. So when did, how did you utilize your network here with Silver Fox Advisors to help you know you made the right decision? Did they did they contribute to your decision making? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, Laura. I think um, I, I was fortunate to be not just in uh, this roundtable, but another uh, group of peers as well. And I think the combination of the two and 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 other outside inputs helped me to frame up that decision and also know how to to uh, walk through that. Mm-hmm. Well, expand a little on that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what happened in the roundtables? Did you just say, "Hey, I don't like who I'm working with. I'm going to sell this, sell the store," or is it like we've outgrown? I mean, what kind of issues were going on? Yeah, so I think um, one of the things that we do as as members of the roundtable is we come in and and talk about opportunities or, or challenges, and and those are the things that we uh, we can talk about around the t- uh, the round table or, or even deep dive into. And one of my issues at that point in time was that the business was uh, just 
dealing with several factors. Uh, and we were at a point in time where I think realized that after looking at the options that we had on the table, that one of the best things that we could possibly do was to exit the business and sell the business. Why was that? So we, how uh, do you know when it's time? I mean, I, you probably come up with that a lot, Dick. You just where is there an, is it an impasse that happens or how so, do you, how's a company know when it's time to let go? We had, a, we had multiple factors that were occurring at the time where um, there were some challenges and I think in order to overcome those challenges, we had some decisions that we needed to make. Could do were we ready to reinvest more uh, capital into the business? We also operated uh, as a relatively small business in two different geographies, Dallas and Houston, and so our resources were sort of split between those two geographies. And at the point in time that we were at, uh, and and looking at the different um, stages and ages that my partner and I had. We came to a conclusion after a lot of um, thought, reflection, and, and, and discussion that it was best for us to, to, to sell the business um, and, and move uh, to a group that uh, was ready to invest more into it. And we found a, um, a great um, buyer. That's great. So you just weren't going down the same path. You just weren't heading the same direction. That's right. Yeah, I get that. Well, it's a good time to do that then. And then salvage what you have built together, exactly, which is wonderful right? and hopefully rewarding, Indeed. right? Indeed. Very good. It sounds emotional, sounds tough. And so, yeah, you, and you can't sort those things out with your partner, right? And that's the whole point of having a Silver Fox mentor. That, that's right? exactly right. And as, as Dick alluded to earlier, it's uh, they serve as sort of an informal board of advisors, right? And so I can come in and, and really share um, um, emotions, share um, the, the facts as I know them, what, I, what I'm fearful of or what I'm anxious about, and hopefully get some feedback about um, experience share and, and allow me to sort of come to my own conclusion what I ought to do next. And, and, and the Silver Fox Roundtable that I was in helped as, in, in that process. What from your experience, Dick, what, what, what do you, as an advisor, what, what's your role in this? Okay. Well, uh, I think that nobody really comes to the conclusion to sell their business overnight unless something dramatic happens in their, in their life or their business. So it's, a, it's an evolution. And the nice thing about the, the roundtables is that they can bring that initial thought to the table and just get some advice on, hey, this is something that we need to do or something we need to look at further. And generally that opens up then the, the floodgates of other questions to answer to get to, you know, whether you want to exit the business or, or merge it. And so my experience over the year, and you also my experience has been that you've got to like what you do. And when it, when your business as an owner gets to the point where it's tough to get up in the morning and tough to come into work, there's some changes that probably need to be made. It could be as dramatic as selling it, but it could be uh, also as easy as bringing in somebody that can help the burden of the everyday uh, work, bring a partner in or bring a key employee in. And that, again, that's something you can throw out on the table of a, a round table and say, hey, I'm experiencing this. What what did you guys do or what did, experience do you have? And so uh, you get a lot of input again from peers as well as uh, input from the advisor. Man, I can 
I can now see. You, you, I mean, you you listen to Shobi, and he's and you're stuck in the weeds, right? And as the Silver Fox advisor, you just see it completely different. Yep. It kind of, and it could have been hire somebody else. You just come up with some other ideas. Yep. Because we're so stuck in the weeds. And I think Laura, to to add to that, some that sometimes that's the challenge is that as the business owner, you have all these thoughts that run through your head, and you're in the business you're invested in it. Sometimes it's just helpful to get someone to get some ob- objective input that's outside of the business. Right. And, and a lot of times it's, it's looking at the balance sheet too. And, and maybe the, the burning issue in a small businesses um, uh, person's mind is they don't have the cash flow to do whatever they want to do. Well, it could be restructuring your balance sheet or getting a line of credit. And you take that big of a burden off your shoulders and now you can creatively think and figure out how to generate sales and how to make your, your business grow even further. Amen to that. I totally get that. Cause you know, cash flow is king. And you know, if you're feeling like you're not paying the bills, but somebody else can look at it, Hey, there's other alternatives out there that I didn't know about. Cause like you said, we're business owners. You're it's like new, it's all new all the time because <laughs> you're learning it. Right. Well, and I can give you an example of, of how I particularly have helped one of my clients. Um, they had never put some things that they do typically out for bid. And so we looked at their insurance cost and their insurance cost was increasing every year. Okay. And so put the insurance out for bid, say $80,000 the first year. Oh my goodness. That all shakes to the bottom line because it doesn't cost you anything to generate that savings other than a phone call to your agent. Right. The other thing we looked at, they never put their merchant fees out for bid. Put that out for bid and saved another. You can do th- that? How do you do that? Well, you, you you get your totals, your average ticket size, and you just start calling banks or uh, organizations that handle that merchant service and, uh, and ask them what their rate is. And you'd be surprised, some, a quarter of a point, if you're doing $10 million a year, can right. save you a lot of money. It happened to save this company $37,000 a year. So two entries shook $120,000 down to the bottom line. Man, that could be profit or you could hire somebody else exactly. or buy more equipment or- It's 10000 a month. Get a better building yep. for rent. Yeah. That's incredible. All right. So Dick, tell us how our listeners can take advantage and get involved with the Silver Fox Advisors, whether B1 or- start participating in the round table. Oh, forgot to ask you. You also do some other things as Silver Fox Advisors. You do some judging here in town. Yeah. Uh, Silver Fox Advisors, like I say, is a group of retired uh, business owners or CEO level. So we do have some time on our hands to do some things to give back to the community. One of the things we do, uh, Rice University has a business plan competition that they bill as the largest business plan competition in the world. And we uh, serve as a judge for uh, that competition. We also serve as judges for the Better Business Bureau of Houston's Award of Excellence. And that's really a a fun deal because you learn, as a judge, a whole lot of uh, deep dives, if you will, into companies that you may not even know existed out there. And uh, so that's always a a fun time. Uh, Several of our members also work with the Prison Entrepreneur Program where they help uh, prisoners do business plans so that when they exit prison, they are more successful in finding a job and or starting their own business. 
So those are just some of the things that we do on a regular basis that uh, give back to the community. The CEO roundtables in particular, to be involved in that for a business owner, just visit our website, silverfox.org, and go to the CEO roundtable icon, and you'll find a, a link to an application. You fill out the application, send it in, and our uh, committee chair of the roundtable will interview you and try to match you up in your business with a roundtable in your area that meets when you can meet and has businesses that don't compete with you on it. And so it's a relatively simple process. It takes um, you know, a week or so, however long it takes you to fill out the application. Then you go to the roundtable and meet the other members. They meet you and uh, have a conversation about if this is a good fit for you and is a good fit for you coming on that roundtable. So, so kind of like an interview process. Like an interview. How big are these roundtables? Like four or 10 or 20? Uh, we've got about 25 roundtables and each roundtable has between six and 12 members on it. And the reason for that being is that if you look over a, a calendar period, most small businesses cannot attend or owners cannot attend every one of those meetings every month through the year. So if you've got uh, 10 to 12 members, you're probably going to get eight to 10 members that show up on a regular basis. So anything less than that, and you kind of, you know, lose the, the value of having input from peer group. Right. So tell us again, you go to silverfox, silver, silverfox.org, silverfox.org. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is a Houston based, Houston based. Have you heard of this kind of um, mentoring program in other parts of the country? Well, I'll tell you how the Silver Fox originally got started. There were there were two guys that played tennis at the Houston Racquet Club that heard about an organization in New York City. This is back in the 80s that was advising small businesses. So they both traveled to New York and said, hey, we can do that in Houston. We've got a more dynamic uh, base in Houston and diverse uh, base than New York does. And they started it. And it kind of evolved over over time. And the CEO Roundtable is one of our initial programs to give back to the community and help small business owners. Well, that's the reason why I wanted to have you both on the show today, because I've got small business owners who are in the weeds looking for um, simple solutions and maybe a new perspective. And having something available at no cost obviously is very valuable. <laughs> and it seems like my only investment is my time, but that's, that's important. My time mm-hmm. is very important. And uh, so Dick, I want to thank you for coming in and sharing your time with us and Shobi letting us know your experience with how it worked for you using this service and the relationships you've created. So gentlemen, will you come back and I want to hear more Shobi about your success and your next venture. So I'm sure you've got one, right? I I have a few thoughts going through my head, but thank you. All right, good. And Dick, maybe we can have some more of the success stories from Silver Fox since um, that's our target market. We want to hear how people are growing and and, uh, navigating through their business. Be happy to. I really enjoyed the, the conversation today and look forward to returning sometime. All right. Until next time, you better be up to something. Thanks for joining us this week on Small Business Insights. Make sure you visit our website at fisherpodcast.com where you can follow the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform so you'll never miss a show. If you enjoyed and found value in today's episode, we'd appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. 
or simply share it with a friend. That would help us out too. Make sure you tune in next week for our next episode. Until then, you better be up to something.